0: Welcome into the Odds and Audible's podcast on a Friday morning, whenever you're listening to this as well. Um, I'm Matt Prairie, Eric Scopel is with me as always. And on today's show, there's a report that recently came out the last couple of days, uh, actually yesterday, about the Pac-12 is working on multiple schedule formulas, models, if you will, for the 2020 fall football season. And Eric and I are going to break all that down and give our opinions on that latest report. But first, if you are not a VIP subscriber to DuckTerritory.com and you missed out on our 50% off promotion for an annual membership and you're kicking yourself for not taking advantage of that because why wouldn't you? We have a deal. Uh, You are still able to save huge amounts of money. Uh, It's just on a smaller scale on a monthly scale, I should say you can sign up today for $1 for your first month of duck territory as VIP membership. And then after that pay the regular nine ninety five membership inside scoop on the Oregon ducks expert analysis. You get to join a great Oregon duck football community. That's also discussing basketball, women's basketball, softball. We, we talk it all, uh, on duck So highly encourage you guys to check that out. All right, Eric. Um, John Wilner of the Mercury News, and if you're unfamiliar with that name, how could you be? Because Wilner is kind of the the o- overseer of the entire Pac-12. He runs yeah. the hotline uh, on the Mercury website, covers all things Pac-12, and it's on the field, and it, it's also off the field as well and everything. And on Thursday, he released a report that said that the league and – it's decision makers are working on a 10 game conference only schedule that basically is going to have some flexibility in the event that some games need to be postponed because of flare ups with COVID-19. It's got two bye weeks that are built into the lineup, creating those windows for, re, you know, make updates. dates It's also got uh, the flexibility at the end of the season to play the conference championship game, which is currently scheduled Friday, December 4th in Las Vegas. But it could be played many different weekends in the month of December, all the way back to, uh, I believe, December 18th or 19th even, if needed, uh, to get these games in. And it's also got a schedule in which the season's going to start late. Traditionally... Um, the PAC 12 is supposed to be playing the first week of September. Um, and he is reporting John is reporting that the season could start potentially, uh, for September 19th, which would be week three of the original 2020 schedule. And so while non-conference games aren't being played, um, Oregon's first game was, I believe what the 26th at Colorado, Um, it's looking like a game could be added and the season could begin a week earlier.
1: We've talked about a lot of these possibilities in the podcast. I think uh, before, I think honestly, and maybe Matt disagrees, I don't have too much of an issue with a lot of this. I think a 10 game schedule, I like that more than a nine game schedule. It just feels weird. If you're going to play a season, nine games feels like a strange number getting to double digits feels Appropriate. I don't think I can't think of a time where I've covered I've covered a lot of high school sports and high school football teams. I've never even seen a high school team play less than ten games. You um, know, that's in some small one A football, like in the eastern part of the state of Oregon. So, um, a ten game season feels a lot more palatable than what a nine game season would feel. And then in terms of when it opens, I, well, and I, I think the other thing I really like, and, and you brought this up before, Matt, is the bye week element of having some extra space in there because this whole thing is so unpredictable. Um, I also like it because it's it's probably easier on the athletes' bodies, and frankly i think I think going forward, I know we saw it last year where we had multiple bye weeks and that was just a byproduct of of the way they scheduled and not a long term thing, but having two bye weeks last year, I, I thought was great for the way the season broke up um, and so I personally I think that's something to maybe maybe toy with carrying into future seasons as well, but I do like that part and in terms of the season starting on the nineteenth and we should note there have been reports already about the possibility of Oregon and Utah playing on that date. So this isn't like the first time this has been suggested. Um, I, I think that's fine too. Um, you know, I, I, I pr- probably personally, I, I would be somebody who would be more preferent. I'd probably prefer to start the season in October maybe and gives us some more time to figure stuff out. At the same time, I'm kind of <laughs> coming to the conclusion here that, you know, this is month, what, four of the pandemic of covid not much has changed since, so I don't know why I want to be too optimistic that <laughs> pushing the games back an extra week or two is going to mean much of anything. So, um, yeah, I, I don't have a huge issue with anything on here, Matt. What, what do you think about um, playing these the facto championship game any of those three weekends in, in December um, in Las Vegas? I know that the Las Vegas thing isn't new, but are you, uh, are, are you liking that idea of, of having some sort of traditional championship game still playing at the end of the year?
0: Yeah, so I'm all about the the multiple bye weeks we discussed it I think a couple mailbags ago yes um, I think that's when it was um, I, I think it's a good idea because you're if you in by moving the schedule up a week as well it gives you an additional bye week yep um, and look at it I think what we're going to see is Oregon's current schedule in which they play at Colorado on the 26th Washington at home on the third they have a bye week on the 10th and then uh, they play seven more conference games I I think that order is going to change and quite honestly it wouldn't surprise me one bit if we maybe get the first five division games as a team's first five games or division games or maybe maybe it's Week one, which would be September 12th, is a non-division game – or September 19th, excuse me, is a non-division game against Colorado or the, the Utah or UCLA game because one of those two schools is going to get added to the schedule most likely. Um, a non-division game to kind of warm up, get, get all the, you know, the cobwebs out, the rust off, and then maybe you play four division games, get a bye week, play a non-division game, and then play your final division game and then play three more division games to close out the year where that way in, in, in a situation in which maybe in late November, um, it's becoming hard to, to play a full season. And you can say, you know what, we've played our division games. We know who our division champions are. We can put at least those two schools against each other to find a champion and then the other games are just canceled. Um, I I think that's probably what's going to happen. We're going to see some kind of stretch where the five division games against the other Pac-12 North teams get played earlier in the season. And and maybe it's a one-game warm-up for a non-division game. Maybe it's two games. But I have a hard time seeing uh, the schedule makers make it where – the last week or the last two weeks of the season could, could really have a huge impact on division races just because we don't know if sports could be, could be finished.
1: That's a great point, Matt. I couldn't have said it much better. And as I was listening to you run through that, I was thinking the same thing. I I think, you know, part of me wants to split it. So you play your first five games against division. So you just get it out of the way. So you at least know who your division champ is right away. Then you have maybe a, maybe you play four and then you have a break. I don't know, but finding a way to play those early. Cause you're right. I, there is a possibility that if you back, if you have all of your conference division games in the back end of the schedule, those games don't get played. And then you're like, well, these teams are five and well, these teams are, I don't know, five and one, and this team's four and two, but they played completely imbalanced schedules and actually against the division, this team did better than that team. And it's just like, now you're trying to determine who actually won their division based upon an, un- an incomplete schedule. So I think there's a lot, of that makes a lot of sense there. Um, I think, I mean, this is another part of it. It's like, this is where you do have some flexibility. You could shuffle these dates around. I don't think it's gonna cause too many problems. It's not like fans are really intending or expecting to be at these games. Um, the home field advantage part of it is kind of nixed to a certain extent. Um, I do, th- one thing we haven't said is is the suggestion before with adding Utah, I think on the, on the 19th was that would be in Salt Lake City, which would give Oregon an unfair six to four road home split. Um, that needs to be rectified however they play this out. But I'm with you, Matt, in terms of if you can find a way to guarantee or to at least have the best scenario where you're able to play all of your division teams quickly, early, get that out of the way. You know who wins the division. And then the other games can really almost be add-on games because you already know your division champ. um, And that sets things up a little nicer just in case, like you said. And it's not certainly unfathomable to think that at some point during the season there has to be – at least one or two of these number of schools has to to shut down for a period of time, or or, or at least close off practices based upon something that happens, uh, and or who knows what's going to happen on the local government level too. So I mean, there's so many unpredictables, but I, I agree in terms of trying to group those games together to get those out of the way sooner rather than later makes a lot of
0: sense. And and the key here is, I think they have to play an even number of games. So they either play ten and they add a game, and I think. You know, Listening to Rob Mullins well, a couple months ago when he, he did the, the press conference with all the local media um, through Zoom was that, the, that he stressed that the schools want to play as many games as they can play safely. And so if you can add an extra game and play that game, that will at least in some ways help the schools. Um, but in the worst case scenario where if you have to eliminate games, I think – to make to keep things fair you got to play an eight game schedule you can't play a nine game you can't play a seven game schedule because that creates imbalances and and well yes fans aren't going to be there one team still has to travel and the other team doesn't and that's an adjustment true and you, so you have to take into account that everyone needs to be on a level playing field i i don't think you can have you know, six teams in the conference playing five home games and six teams in the conference playing four home games. And then say, it's a true equal, you know, setup from a schedule standpoint, best you can. Obviously some teams are going to play, you know, more difficult schedules than other teams because of the divisions and the teams that are in their divisions. But if everyone says, Hey, look, you had five home games, you had five away games. Everyone else is the same. That helps too. Um, Let's end this podcast on, on this note. Um, they do play 10. They're going to need to add a 10th game. Right. Or another, there's going to be a new team on the schedule. And I, I guess let's backtrack here for a second. Are you in favor of just saying, okay, let's just play the nine original scheduled games? So for Oregon, it's Colorado, Washington, Cal, Stanford, Arizona, USC, ASU, Washington state and Oregon state that leaves off Utah and UCLA. Are you in favor of just playing the nine and then picking one of those two teams that didn't play, or are you in favor of just saying, let's just scrap the entire 2020 schedule and let's come up with a new order. Let's come up with a new set of teams uh, and go from there. I mean, maybe, maybe Oregon doesn't play anybody from the state of Arizona and they play both the mountain schools, Utah and Colorado, and they play UCLA and USC. Are you in favor of keeping the nine and adding one between Utah and UCLA, or do you want to scrap the whole thing?
1: Boy, Matt, I, I think a. I, I think ten, I want to get to ten games. I said that earlier. I think double figures is good. I don't know if you want to do a full round robin and do eleven teams. I don't know if that really adds much benefit. And, and, and in fact, if you go eleven, maybe that doesn't benefit you. Maybe you're better off doing ten games anyway. But I, 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 I personally would. I, I think the. I think you run into issues if you scrap everything because then you're scrapping the conference schedules or what the expectation for the conference schedules are going forward to um and, and you're impacting at least kind of the the balance of power and even in 2021 a little bit because you could have a scenario where oregon wasn't supposed to play utah this year and now they're going to have to be playing utah at, because i think it's supposed to be in every other with colorado and utah going forward and oregon might end up having to play utah back to back to back seasons which they weren't supposed to originally i don't know if that's that big of an issue for anybody maybe it's not um but that would be my concern about the long-term issue with it and i guess I, I also think like what, what more can you really do? Uh, I mean, I, I, I kind of like the way it's set up and I think if you had to pick one of the games for a home game, obviously you'd rather play from a, trying to win the conference thing, you'd probably rather play UCLA than Utah I think Utah's probably gonna be better than UCLA. I mean, maybe that won't be the case. I mean, UCLA does have a lot back, but, um, I think if it was up to me, I'd stick with the nine games kind of maybe even keep the order that they're set in and then just add a game at the early part of the season there. Um, but again, I also come back to what we talked about earlier, and it does a lot, make a lot of sense to group them all together in a group of five, which clearly um, that would require some reshaping of, this, of the season here. So I'm not giving you a lot of definitive answers, Matt, but I, I guess I, I would prefer if you play the nine teams we were everybody was expecting to play and suddenly you aren't, from a scouting perspective, right. you aren't suddenly tossing out a team that you'd already spent some time on and adding a team you weren't expecting to, I guess.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I, I want to keep the nine-game schedule and then just throw in one of the other two teams, UCLA and Utah. And so, for me, I would much rather play UCLA Same. than Utah. Why? Why? What's your reasoning?
1: Uh, just because I think UCLA is not as good as Utah, and I also think, <laughs> and I also think here the other thing is like it'd be fun to see Chip Kelly in his last season coaching at UCLA, right? I mean, oh,
0: are you, are you predicting he's not going to be the head coach?
1: There's a chance that, you know, if, if Oregon doesn't get used on the schedule here, they might not get Chip Kelly on the schedule again, period. And it will just be the, the one meeting they had a couple, you know, a year or so back at Autzen. Um And I, I may, maybe I'm being too quick to judge there. Cause I did say a second, but UCLA brings back a lot, but the trajectory is not great there. And I think there's a lot of pressure for him to be successful this season. So, um, give me UCLA over Utah more than anything just because I think Utah would probably give Oregon a better game. And if, if you're Oregon, I don't know if you want to add arguably the the best Pac-12 South team to your schedule if you don't have to.
0: Yes, and that's, that's what I was going to say is that historically over the last three or four years, Utah has been a top two or three team in the South division while UCLA has not. And yep. if you've got aspirations of winning your league and making it to – knock on wood you hopefully hear me knocking on wood i hear you the the pac 12 championship game and then making the college football playoff if they'll still get played uh you do not want to add a difficult team if you don't have to and i i look at utah as a program as a significantly better run better coached uh and better you know more talented team than the ucla bruins and so Uh, Even if that game is at home, I would much rather play UCLA. And the Chip Kelly factor is just the icing on the cake.
1: Yeah, the Chip Kelly part and the way this is played out. And I think – I don't know if Oregon fans carried too much ill will towards Chip Kelly, but an opportunity to see him one more time, possibly at Autzen Stadium, I don't think anybody would be disappointed with that.
0: All right. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this podcast on a Friday – We will continue to monitor this story as well as other stories, and there's plenty of them, on DuckTerritory.com. Recruiting is running at a hot, hot pace right now, all-time highs uh, for this Oregon football program. So make sure you check out DuckTerritory.com today for your Oregon Duck news on all things Duck sports. And for Eric Scopel, I'm Matt Prame. You've been listening to the Odds and Audibles podcast.
1: Talk to you later, folks.